Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's why I taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the car. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for the latest episode of part of the Rising Tide Broadcast Network. And I really hope you got to listen to the second episode that was up this this past weekend of Excelsior Journeys, The First Steps. It is a repurposing, a relaunching, if you will, of the earlier episodes, starting with episode one. The week before, I got to talk with West Coast, uh, West Coast Swing dancer, instructor, and event director, Doug Rozier. This past week, I got to, I got to share the discussion that I had with voice actor and sports announcer, Mark Fratto. The man has done so much over the years, and it was a great opportunity to to basically sit down and chat with him and also reconnect with him since he he and I went to the same grade school. So it was it was a really fun conversation. I'm so glad that I had a chance to give it back to you guys one more time. And this time around, I'm really, really excited for our guest this week. I'm really excited for all our guests this week. You know, for all I'm always excited for all for all of the guests that that come on, but I'm really really excited for my guest this week. Jason Meiske and his show The Sample Chapter Podcast actually reached out to me very very early on in the run of Excelsior Journeys. He was the first he was the first podcast to have me on as a guest while this show Excelsior Journeys was in operation. So, I always knew that there would be a chance for I would have to uh, definitely return the favor. I made sure to mention Jason's show in my podcast magazine interview that went up this past August. And I just knew that when I decided that I was going to dedicate April and June to putting to getting the word out about other podcasts and really doing whatever I can to get more people to start listening to them, to start subscribing to them. Jason was right at the top of the list of people for me to have on. So it is my pleasure to welcome to Excelsior Journeys after a few years, my friend, Jason Meiske. Jason, how are you, sir? Oh my gosh, George, I am blown away by that introduction. Thank you so much, man. It is absolutely my pleasure to be here. And I had a great time having you on the show. I'd been listening to you for a while and hearing that you had books. I was like, of course, I got to reach out to this guy because your books sounded amazing. They are amazing. And, and you are such a great and warm host on your own show that, yeah, of course, I had to reach out to you, man. I'm, I'm just glad you. I am. I'm still so, so grateful that you did as well. Like it was it was a lot of fun. And having that opportunity was was a blast. And I, I realized uh, just how many times I used the word awesome you know, from when, <laughs> when, I, when I had you on there. It was very all of a sudden, I was just like, holy crap, I'm the Chris Farley show. And just that was awesome, man. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I think you, you, you caught yourself and you, you mentioned it. And it wasn't until I was in, in uh, post and editing the show together. I was like, oh, yeah, he did say that a little more than I realized it. So, but, still, but it was great, though. It was really, oh, it was, it was such it was character. So and yeah, so, uh, lot, so much character. And yeah, you were my very first ever bonus episode. That's that right. I did 
back in February of 19 when you came on. I forget the wow. episode number, but uh, I mean, that would have been like in the, I don't know, the, the 30s or 40s or something like that. But yeah, my first ever bonus episode and you came on there and I was like, man, how perfect is this? This, this fellow podcaster from the other side of the state and yep. coming on. So they would, and yeah, it was, it was such a good time. It was a blast. Yeah, it was, it was so much fun. And I think it was around, I think th- for me, it was, I had just finished like around episode 10, episode 12 or something like that. It was, it was pretty close to around that point when I was able to, when I was able to come on. And like I said, you were the first one to reach out and say, you want to not only be a you know, guest on the show, but also talk about the podcast. And finally I had something that I could really, really talk about at that time. So it was, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Uh, that just blows that. me away. Everybody's missing out. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe I'm the first one. Ep- yeah. Episode yeah. 52 was, uh, was your episode. Wow. So yeah. I, yeah. People, people you're missing out. Get George on your show. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Come on. Get me on the show. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's 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 been that's actually something that I really want to want to do for myself, like throughout the rest of this year and everything. It's just to kind of reach out to other shows and hopefully become a guest on there and see how if I can contribute in any way over there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this was that was that was so much fun. So um, before we jump into jump into your show, you just had a little celebration of your own. And in the form of a book signing, which I've, I haven't had one of those in a while. I miss them. I'm anxious to get back into that. And of course, it has to do with me finishing book three, finally. Again, Jeff at Aloris Publishing, man, you have the patience of a saint. Uh, and I promise you, you know, like it will come out this year. I have to, it, it's got to be this year to celebrate the character's 30th anniversary. So, but you got, you got something big go, uh, going on right now. Tell us about, uh, tell us about the book that you were just uh, celebrating. Thank you, man. Yeah. I, this is uh, my, my most recent novel. It's uh, my third uh, book that's uh, come out <clears throat> and first in a series called The Bandit Chronicles. And nice. it, it follows a, well, a, a young man in the 80s. So in 1989, aliens uh, invade Earth, and uh, this 12-year-old boy at the time, he goes into hiding because what else are you going to do? They're, they're destroying everything. He goes into hiding. He's, he has a neighbor who has an underground bunker because back in the 80s, we were always worried about the Russians are still going to attack or something. Yep. And he spends the next five years doing what, well, I had to do some thought of what would I do <clears throat> as a 12-year-old boy trying to survive. Well, of course, I'd be collecting movies and Nintendo systems and living out my dreams in this little thing while just trying to survive. And yeah. so that's what uh, my character Gene does. And uh, he learns to fight by watching oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, all of these action heroes that he comes to idolize for nice. all these years. And uh, then he comes out with his sword and uh, driving a black Trans Am. He's got a Crocodile Dundee hat. <laughs> and uh, and he knows all the lines from all the uh, movies. And now there can only be one. He will take the fight back to, to the aliens and uh, help help reclaim the Earth. And uh, book oh, one was fabulous. Bandit Rising. It uh, came yeah. out in October. It was it was very special to me because I, I named the name, main character after my dad, Gene. Mm. And October 22nd is when it came out. That was my dad's birthday. And oh, wow. a month later was my mom's birthday. And uh, she's the love interest of Gene in this. So it's it's been a real, it's been a lot of fun listening to them and they're having a good time with it. And like, I'm in this book, I'm in this book. And 
I did a uh, I did a signing up near their hometown last year in uh, November, and oh, my dad right. was just like, "Hey, hey, I'm in this book. You would love this, sir." And just some <laughs> random stranger. It was. It, it, I'm having a blast with it. It's it's a lot of fun, and I'm about two thirds through book two right now, hoping to have that out this summer, and then book three by the time uh, by Christmas is what I'm shooting for. Wow, that's fabulous. That is so cool, man. So so. That's that's so great that you you were able to take your your own love of writing, your own experiences with writing and everything, and really put it on full blast with your own show. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the Sample Chapter podcast before we get more into before we get more into your uh, your own experiences with growing yeah. up. Tell us about the show itself. Well, the show was born out of almost some necessity. Like like every author out there, you got your first book coming out. What are you going to do? How are you going to get word out? How are you going to get more than mom and dad and your neighbor across the street to know that you wrote a book and to buy it? Right. And and that was my dilemma back in 2018. I had my first book was getting ready to come out. And I just thought, man, I, I don't know what to do. And my wife was encouraging me because I had a background in uh, DJing and, and a love for radio, but I never got into that. But she, she um, knew that I'd been following podcasts for a while. She goes, I bet you could do that. I was like, yeah, but what would I say? I mean, who's going to listen to me? It's kind of the same problem. But that's where the idea was born. I thought, well, wait a minute. I I need to talk to other authors. And originally, I thought just indie authors only, and uh, we'll go from there. But I quickly found out that, uh, yes, not just indies who are looking for a platform, looking for somewhere to talk about their books. It's it's everybody. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I thought, okay, well. I did a little research to see if anybody else was doing a show like this and I couldn't find anything. I found a, I did find a show where somebody like two years before had been, they were doing the readings. They were reading like three chapters of a book and talking about it themselves, but no interviews. And Mm. uh, it lasted about five episodes, which I can't blame the poor guy. Oh my gosh. I I couldn't. Three chapters per episode. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do it. I, there's no way I yeah. could do it. And it's somebody else's work. So right. I, yeah. And no, with no interview or anything. So I just thought, all right, well, I'll keep it simple. Just a, a sample chapter. I mean, that's what we would normally submit for a, uh, for a submission to a house or somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, well then I'll kind of have them on. We'll talk about their books. We'll talk about their writing and just kind of have a good time, keep it casual. And then I hand the floor over to my guests and, it started off small, and uh, by around episode 10, Michael Anderley agreed to come on, which just blew me away. I was like, oh, my gosh. Now, this is like right after he started blowing up, which mm. I knew who he was, but I don't know if he's he certainly was not the levels of what he is today. But still, like as somebody who knew him, I was like, oh, my gosh, Michael Anderley, Michael Anderley. He's above Stephen mm-hmm. King and Amazon right now. And so I was excited, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was that. That was yeah, it, it's it's a great experience getting to have people on that you're familiar with, have people on mm. that you're you know friends with, and everything. That's always great to get that platform. But then all of a sudden, when you're able to get some other you know bigger names and start mm. reaching outside of your circle, and they start replying yes, man, that does yeah. a lot for your confidence. Oh yeah. Like, just like all of a sudden it just became like, wow, like that's, that's what happened to me. Like with, as this, as this show has been going on, the sort of connections that I've made through this show, I still can't believe that they've happened. So let's, but let's keep talking about you here. Cause like, cause so the show itself, it really just kind of comes down to writing. So mm-hmm. 
I always like to talk about you've you've heard the show. I like to talk about the lightning bolt moment. And it's that moment where you experience something or see something, read something in, in a lot of cases, and realize, wow, that's the that's the path I want to go on. That's the kind of person I want to be. So what was it about writing that really got you and didn't let you go? Oh boy. Well, I mean, I'd always been writing short stories as a kid, adventure stories. Part of, of my new book goes back to me writing short stories of my friends and I in the eighties and we're saving the school. We're doing something to, that's going to help us out. And, it, and whether it was monsters or again, the Russians, something is attacking the school and are attacking the U S and we're going to save it. And because, you know, Red Dawn affected me and all these mm -hmm. others, Chuck Norris and all that. So I was writing a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I uh, just having fun with it. And I wrote an assignment once where I, I had an assignment in, in English and I did not write exactly what the assignment was supposed to be. I kind of went sideways with it, mm -hmm. but I was really inspired. And what I wrote and I turned in, uh, the teacher called me up to her desk and she was like, well, this isn't what I asked for us. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's not, but I just was, was led to it and, and inspired. And uh, I understand I'm, I'm probably going to get what a, a D or a C. She goes, no, I'm giving you an A because this was outstanding and I really enjoyed it. Just next time, stay, stick with the assignment. And I showed it to my dad and he was blown away. He really liked it. And, and it was just kind of like a POW story is what I did. And I had no idea where I got the idea for it. It just kind of hit me. And I was writing it. My character was the one experienced on a business trip. And nice. it, it just that stuck with me to have my dad's pride swelling in me and to have this teacher telling me how good that was. And it stuck with me. And it, it's amazing that I spent so many years after never truly following that dream, but it it stayed there and it was mm -hmm. always inside me of, of something I wanted to do. But back in the 80s, if you want to be a writer, it means you have to go to college. You've got to take all these classes. You've got to type until your fingers bleed and then maybe lightning will strike and somebody will pick up your book and go, hey, yeah, I want to publish this. Uh, you're the next Stephen King or whatever. And mm -hmm. I I'm very work driven. I'm like, yeah, okay. That's, that's a dream, but I got to pay the bills. Yeah. So <laughs> I always stuck with what I had to do. And mm -hmm. for me, it was back around 2015 when I found out I was going to be a grandfather the first time. That's, awesome. that's when the lightning hit me again. And I was like, Whoa, yeah. wait a minute. I'm supposed to be an author by now. I was supposed to be writing and mm -hmm. doing something with my life. Not that I wasn't doing anything with my life, but I wanted I wanted to follow that dream yeah. and like, I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do? How do I follow this? And I pick up the newspaper. Well, actually I listened to a podcast with some guys and it's a, a long defunct show, but I love their advice. They were very down to earth about their writing advice. And one of their bits they said one time was join a local writing group. I thought, mm -hmm. well, how am I going to do that? And I pick up the paper and right there, the very first ad I find is local writing group nice. uh, meeting tomorrow night. And I was like, all right, it's fate. I got to go. Mm -hmm. And yep. I told my wife, I said, hey, do you mind if I go to this thing tomorrow night? And she was, yeah. And, I, and I've been a part of that group. The The group is actually who I was with yesterday. We did a book signing as a group at, uh, at Reader's nice. World. And uh, we have, oh, gosh, I think a dozen published authors in that group now. And wow. uh, it's... Yeah. Oh gosh. They're, they're incredible. We're, everybody is so supportive and wonderful. And I 
don't know where I'd be right now in my writing career or even with this show without mm-hmm. without the support of the writers of Warrensburg. It just kind of that's when it stuck with me. And I'd been tinkering with my first novel for off and on for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they gave me the direction saying like, hey, OK, well, this is really good, but it doesn't feel like an opening. This feels like something that happens later. Hey, this feels yeah. like something that's uh, not right. Do you want to do you, you sure you want to start here? And just great advice. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's. You know, because of that group and because of becoming a grandpa, I <laughs> decided to follow my dreams of being an author. And then uh, that led to the show. That's fabulous, man. And <laughs> yeah, we we always want to have something that we're going to leave behind, you know, like some sort of like a legacy, something that's going to yeah. live forever. And when it comes to these books, that's that's really that's us. That's, that is what we are. It's, it's our stories. It's our interpretation of what's going on out there in the world. And it's something that we feel can hopefully bring a little something to someone's life, whether it's entertainment, whether it's education, whether it's inspiration, if we can do it, then mm. yeah, it, it, it's, it's a crime. It would be a crime not to do it. Yeah. Like if, if you have that sort of feeling, it's like, that's what, that's what is, that's what drives us. Like all the different stuff that I do like regarding the audiobooks and regarding the podcast and all those other things that I, that I do, it really just comes down to the writing. And it's, that's what, that's what started all of this. It's what yeah. got me into being a storyteller in some way, shape or form. And now you know, here, here I am with, with this show here, you are, you know, doing sample chapter podcasts. So we're doing what we can to, yeah. to, to contribute to, to this world. So, and I, yeah. I think it was, like you said, with the writing, I mean, I think that's how I first heard you was on a, a different show right before it was, it was an extension of Excelsior Journeys or right before Excelsior Journeys. Was it uh, you uh, were on right, another show? Right Pack Radio, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's, where I that's how it yeah. started. I yeah. that, that was fun. That's uh, that's through uh, David Allen Lucas, a good friend of mine who was he was running the St. Louis Writers Guild. And I had I had a brief stint uh, one year as the president of the Missouri Writers Guild. And we were doing a podcast together with some other writers in our in our area, in the St. Louis area. And that was when I really got the inspiration to start this show. It was really just kind of having some great conversations with other writers and and it just became like, I wonder if I can do this. I wonder if I can make a, make a run and actually do something with this. I already had the equipment because I had already started the, the audiobook narrating, but then it just mm-hmm. became something like, I think, I think I can do, I can make this happen. And I credit David to no end for coming up with the name of the show. Cause it was, I was, going back and forth, trying to figure out what I was going to call this show in the first place. And he looks over my shoulder because we were at an event and he sees the subtitle for the first book and it says Excelsior part one in the Excelsior journey. And he just goes like, what about the Excelsior journey? And I look behind there. I was just like, that's really good. Let me just tweak it to Excelsior journeys since everyone has their own. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, as this show went on, turns out that a lot of my guests had more than one and they like, just like yourself, you're an, you're an author and a podcaster. So those mm-hmm. are, those are your journeys yourself. Now, when you, once you started your show, what, what was that feeling like getting that first episode out there? <laughs> oh man, the, the epic first episode. So that was, and it's still up. We all, for we, all, to, <laughs> we all have our first, we all have our first. <laughs> yeah. That first episode, I didn't know any better. I just recorded a, uh, like a 15 minute segment of myself 
talking about what was going to come. I'd already done an interview just on my iPhone, sitting in the library with uh, one of my writer friends. Nice. And I, I was like, hey, would you be my first guest? And he, he kind of laughs like, okay. But I, I just did a little segment of myself talking about it and discussing like, okay, here's what you're going to be learning. And I, I like named off like, who knows, maybe along the way we'll hear from, and I named off a couple of authors. And I think one of them did eventually become a guest, but I was discussing like, okay, where does this name come from? And how does, how do they, how do they get to this? And just yeah, different ideas behind the books. And that was the idea behind it. So I, I dropped that. And then as time went on, I've been learning a little more. I, I mean, I used to do a lot of preparation, like okay, I got to research this author. I got to come up with questions. I got to come up with different things. And then over time, I've become much more relaxed. And I think part of that is my confidence in not only um, myself as a, as a podcaster behind the microphone and talking to uh, to an author, but, but I think the writing uh, history that I have and putting a couple of books out getting them under my belt, that's helped me as well because I can identify with what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And it's very rare for us to have a moment of, of dead where something where, where it's like, okay, I got to refer to maybe come up with a couple of dummy questions just in case of that happens. But it's anymore. It's just so rare for something like that to come up. And it's, it's, you know, like I, said, I just keep it very casual and we're having mm -hmm. a good time. We're sharing some laughs about when those characters start speaking in our heads and yeah. you know, does our significant other look at us kind of weird still that, that kind of stuff. And, uh, putting out that first book and, or did your first story see the light of day after it was written, all, all sorts of things. And it, it's just kind of evolved over time. And I don't edit the show as much as I, as I originally did. I used to go through and take out every and lip smacking. And now I save that for the reading, the reading I do go through and edit as much as possible. So that way the authors are, they, they know up front, Hey, don't worry, make all the mistakes you want to make. I'm going to edit this. <clears throat> so that way we put, put forth a clean representation of your work. But nice. the, as for the episode itself, mostly I don't um, edit anything unless they, unless they ask me to, or unless the, that uh, sneeze pops up that uh, you didn't prepare for, you know, anything or, like that. Or if, the, or if the dogs are barking behind the behind dog. The yes. You're like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. I was this yeah. close. I was finishing up. I was finishing up a, an interview just a couple of weeks ago with Tyler Foley and Everything was going great. The The quality of the internet connection dipped a little bit, but it, it seemed to be going okay. And then all of a sudden, my dog from right behind me, just as I'm in the process of wrapping things up, just explodes with all this, this barrage <laughs> of barks. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is, and, and then I just couldn't help but, but notice. It was just like, uh, I just couldn't help but, but say it on the air. It was just like, and you, you probably heard the cameo appearance from my dog just now. So, yeah. uh, but one, it's, it's one of those things you just got to embrace, man. It's just like, once, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we yeah, are we, we are normal we are normal people we are like we we have our own shows and everything but at the same time we're not we don't have huge budgets or anything like that so we but so we do what we can to provide the best type of entertainment for mm. for our listeners and anyone who goes in, into this into this wonderful realm like i always have to salute just for for, for for make for taking that plunge because it really is yeah. like it's not it's not something you can just plug in and just start talking it was just like everything that you, the, all the different preparations that you've made before and since it all means something. It's all, you know, providing a great experience for listeners. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's something that you gotta you have to respect. You have to salute. So exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, the majority of us are like myself, sitting in our garage, uh, our little garage studio, filming. I'm watching a spider come down on a spider web right now in front of me, <laughs> uh, just off camera. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yes. The funny things that come up, and thankfully it's uh, it's not quite uh, warm enough outside for uh, the lawnmowers yet, but I got to break out the foam here pretty soon and start uh, suffocating in here to keep that out. And, yep. But it's it's part of it. It comes with it. And uh, as as time moves on, I, I just got a new microphone, which is helping with some of that and oh, little, what, little by little improving. What's the, what's the mic? What you got? I got a Yeti Nano. Nice. Nice. And I've my, had... Uh, when I've I had my, my Roden T1A. Yeah, like um, my oh, Roden nice. T1A has been very, very good to me so far. And yeah, I've had this since 2016. So it's been it's been very good. So what um, so you were saying before about I was going to say I was very lucky that when I started when I first started, like I said, I was recording on my iPhone. I had gamer headset. I was just and, and these are like cheapy gamer headsets. Well, the things I could afford, I wasn't going to put any money into this because who knew if it was going to work or not. Right, and I think I was around episode uh, six or seven, and my uh, my boss at my job he had listened to it, and he was like, "You need a good microphone." And so he like we we went to go see uh, we were going to catch Back to the Future in in theaters, nice. And we pull off to Best Buy, and he goes in there and bought bought me a I think it was a, the Blue Ice. Oh, nice! I that that was my start my my first starter my starter microphone. I yeah. did that for yeah. I set that up in a little like a little mini booth with a little, one of those cloth boxes that oh, yeah, yeah, get yeah. over it, over it, like at Ikea or something. And mm-hmm. I have it lined with mattress foam and I just have oh. it set right in there. And since it's got a grommet, I'm able to like put, I uh-huh. just pipe the pipe, the, the cord in through there. And it was great. It was, yeah, it was it a worked. perfectly good, like starter set for, mm-hmm. for podcasting. I still have it. I still have it here, you know, just yeah, as, I've got mine in my drawer right here. It's, it's sitting yeah. there, but I, I told him afterwards, like, okay, well then you're officially my first sponsor. Cause you just bought stuff, <laughs> equipment for the show. There you so, go. Yeah, my first, my first year I was like, it's like, here we go. Yeah. This is my sponsor. Thank you. Uh, if you need self-storage, go here. And so, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> so as you, so as the show is going, as you're starting to really kind of build momentum, you were able to do something that is still on my big wish list is you got yourself a pretty good sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was blown away and it's, it's one of the lessons I've learned doing this show was it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. And I was here and there. I kept, and and I'm very much about. I know a lot of shows will put themselves on a on a certain um, platform where they do the ads, or, or it can be any kind of ad revenue, and, and that's great. That works, you know, well for whatever the show is. Mm-hmm. With my show, I wanted to, with the exception of the self storage, I yeah. wanted to try and keep things with the relevant manner things, th- th- something that I could testify to, test mm-hmm. to, and. I was blown away when Scrivener came back with, yes, we'll be happy to sponsor the show. And we came up with a deal and it's, gosh, it's been three years now that they've been a sponsor of the show. And, and uh, we have a really great relationship. When my hundredth episode came around, they donated a, uh, a free copy of Scrivener. Then I did some drawings and giveaways. And uh, so had somebody won that, that free copy and it was, and it was eligible to upgrade to the brand new Scrivener 3 that was about to come out. So that wow. was really cool. 
of them. And I, yeah, it's been fantastic that to have them as a regular sponsor and it, it's, it, I don't ask for a whole lot. They, they basically, they're covering my bills and, uh, and that's all I really need. But I, I, I'm really happy. It's like I said, we have a good relationship and hope to uh, hope to keep that for a long time. Excellent. That is so cool. That is so cool. That's actually something that I've been really kind of thinking about really taking the plunge on. I've had a couple of sponsors a couple of times here and there, just mm-hmm. dropping in little things, but I feel like it's, it's over 130 episodes in. I think I kind of know what I'm doing. I think yeah. now it's just a matter of like actually go, you know, digging into the tools that I have already about putting together the the right kind of material. So that way I can, I can, pursue those those types of sponsors that's fabulous well i gotta tell you man you inspired me i mean you were doing those affiliate links with oh yeah Uh, then that inspired me for a while i was i was doing that for a while and i i didn't get any bites so after a while i let it go but yeah (laughs) (laughs) same here yeah (laughs) so but uh, but that's what uh, that's what got me looking into affiliate links and uh trying that out and now i have another affiliate with writer's block coffee and that one's been well. I've I've had some good responses with that and made some sales. And that's always nice to get that email saying, you made a sale. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody bought coffee. This is great. Nice. <laughs> that is that is terrific. That is terrific. Now, and also like one of the great things about doing this show and, and doing your show and basically like any podcasters, it's like once they get that sort of experience, once they get that sort of momentum, they start to feel like, okay, like I I the the numbers may not may not be there, but I'm feeling confident in what I'm doing. I feel good about the kind of guests I've had on and I can hear the dogs behind me, you know, <laughs> uh, but, but you're starting to feel that sort of, that sort of feeling of like, what else can I do? Who else can I reach out to? And then all of a sudden you have that wonderful thing that we all have, which is our wish list. And, mm. and tell us about the first real big get that you had on your wish list. Oh boy. Well, I, I mentioned uh, Michael Anderley. He was somebody who uh, I reached out to, but he's also very approachable and, and was very open to coming on. And that was great. Yeah. But uh, like on my wish list, when I first started, I mean, I, I have Robert McCammon is uh, one of my all time favorites. And of course, uh, I would love to uh, talk to Stephen King. I do have a little back and forth talk once in a while with uh, McCammon's uh, people and uh, mm-hmm. Hunter. And uh, we we go back and forth to, to see if we can't set something up, but that's been—it's <laughs> it, almost a joke at this time. It's been going on since I started the show, yeah. But uh, hopefully, one of these days it'll happen. But uh, another one was Steve Alton, mm. who wrote the uh, the Meg series, the giant shark, and then oh, yeah. you know, of course the movie came out a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And I remember when his first book came out in '97 or '98, and uh, I, I was a big fan from from there on. And uh, yeah, when when he came back with yes and wow. agreed to be on the show, that just blew me away. And yeah. by that time, I'd already interviewed actress Diane Franklin and mm-hmm. uh, her bi- biographies of being an 80s babe in, in the movies. And she was amazing. And, and I just got to interview her again. And she'll be on an upcoming episode. But writer wise, this was talking to Steve Alton was just a huge catch for me. And we had a moment where I was explaining to him that, yeah, I was reading the Meg, his first novel. Yeah. While I was holding my youngest daughter, she had just been born a few weeks before I said, and I basically read that book over a 24 hour period 
while being up with her in the middle of the night and then all day and uh, just holding her. And so I still had that memory. And he laughed. He says his youngest was like a year old when that book came out. And so we had this oh, little wow. back and forth little moment sharing about that and uh, realizing, you know, just, it, was, it was just really nice. Like something that you couldn't plan a moment like that to find out yeah. that we have those th- kinds of things in common. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. And then of course, down the road, when I hear back from uh, reached out to Lou Diamond Phillips, because who knew he was a science fiction author with his first book coming out. And yeah. when he came back with, yes, I literally jumped for joy and danced around the house and you know, <laughs> took my wife up in my arms. Like I'm having Chavez on my show. Nice. Jose <laughs> Chavez, E Chavez. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he, uh, yeah. And, and he was one, I was, I was so nervous. But talking uh, to him or getting logged in before the show started, I couldn't see him, but I could hear him and his wife talking and she's helping him get set up. And I'm here. I'm just waiting for them to uh, get done and pull up. He was wanted to pull up the video and she was like, "Okay, you click here. Okay, now you do this. And he was like, "Okay, okay, yeah, great. I got it. And then she goes, now, don't forget, after this, you have laundry. And he goes, yes, ma'am. I know." (laughs) Totally put me at ease after that. Oh, that's great. I told him that after the show and he, he laughed so hard. He was like, Jason, I'm just like everybody else. I walk the dog and pick up the poop. I got to do laundry and I do dishes. He goes, yeah, it's, I just happen to be a guy who gets to go in front of the camera and behind the camera. And now I'm writing this book and on your great show. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you were, you are too amazing. Man. Oh, that's <laughs> he, he just like, just, I've only really had any sort of interaction with him on Twitter. But mm. just from those no- moments, he just sounds, it just seems like a prince of a person. So just, and that, it, that interview that you had with him, like it just felt like just a good, relaxed conversation. I didn't sense any sort of, any sort of, any sort of nervousness or anything like that. It was a good, smooth, oh, thank you. Uh, really fun, entertaining conversation. And that's what it really felt like more than anything. It wasn't so much an interview. Like it was, it was a chat. It was, it was you, the two of you just getting to, just getting to talk about, about him, about mm-hmm. his writing. And then you're like working to about the book. It was very structured, but at the same time, it was just very, uh, very free flowing. It was, it was a really fun, really fun listen. I, I highly recommend that uh, one to thank you, know, you so to, much, George. People. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. It was Absolutely. very fluid, very friendly. And, an awesome time. Yeah, I was totally sitting back yeah. and taking a snapshot and sending it to my wife. And she's showing it to oh, the yeah. ladies at work. And some of the younger ones are like, who is this? And they're like, oh, my gosh. I just want to, like, give you the Batman slap. And you're like, no, you need to know. You've got to know who this guy is. <laughs> I, had, I had something I had something similar happen when I had when I had the voice actors from Transformers, the movie on. Um, yeah. And like I'm looking at my 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 Zoom screen and I got I see myself. I see Susan Blue, Michael Bell, Neil Ross, Greg Berger, and Victor Caroli. It was just like, who's the asshole at this table? (laughs) 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 And I'm just looking at him just like, I, at some point, just when Victor had, had to log off early, I was just like, can I, can I just, can I just get a quick screenshot with everyone there? And and I still have that shot like that. Uh, that's, mm. It's on my it's the it's the cover image on the Excelsior Journeys page on Facebook and just seeing like all six of them, all six of us. And it was such a great experience. So, yeah, like w- when you have those moments, you really got to sit back and like celebrate them. And, and, and they, it's amazing how many times these people who we're looking up to 
yeah. or or even or even authors that I'm not aware of, but then I I come to get to know them because of the show, or I mean Jeff Arch, he he wrote Sleepless in Seattle, yeah, and then uh, he had his very first ever novel come out, mm-hmm. and I ha- I got to talk to him, and he was he was amazing, and we're having laughs, we're we're talking back and forth about all kinds of things, and and I mean we get to have little he'll he'll laugh at some Twitter posts or other stuff now, and it's like man you almost you almost feel like you have a friendship now with some of these guests that uh, yeah. wasn't there before. And it's just, I don't know. Amazing is what I keep coming back to. It's it's when you started off and you were talking about exciting, that's, that's how I am. Every time I start an episode, it's like, this is an exciting episode. And yeah. I know I say that every time, but <laughs> yeah, so, but I mean it this time, but I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. I mean, getting to meet some of these people like Jeff Arch, and discussing what went into Sleepless in Seattle. And did he know when he was writing it that it was going to be what it was? And and it, just incredible. And then to go forward from there and to have ongoing relationships, like he's telling me like, hey, man, send me a friend request on Facebook. We got, I got to follow you. We got to follow each other and, and stay in touch. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> All of this, yes. <laughs> yes. And like to have something like that one week and then the next week I'm speaking to a brand new author like in Egypt or in uh, Australia or somewhere. And and they're looking at me that way. They're going like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is my first podcast. And, and and thank you so much. And you're just so incredible. I'm like, no, 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 no. Really? Like, it's it's my pleasure. I'm just happy to give you a platform to talk about your books. And it, it's so rewarding. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's to, the word. To yeah. Get to rewarding. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it may not be like, it's not like, it's not like we're creating a financial windfall or anything, <laughs> but at the same time, what we're doing, like we're providing a platform for people who can share their journey and you never know who's going to be listening on the other end. That could be just like, I heard that story and that's just like what I went through. And so like if if that person was able to make this happen, why can't I? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have another potential guest in the making because Exactly, yeah. Because they've gone ahead and taken the advice that that was that was given and they've done everything that they could to make their own dreams happen. So that's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of fun. It may come off as very like low budget with things falling apart around us, but at the same time, <laughs> it's 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 a great experience to be able to to be able to meet these people, get their get these kinds of stories and it really is it really is something special. And uh, it, it is. So, you know, it's yeah. this is a it's it's a medium that I I am forever grateful to. So and, and to get the feedback once in a while, I, I don't ever expect it. Like I, I, it just it comes out of the blue, and I take a few minutes at the beginning of every episode, and I just share with my listeners because I don't do a newsletter as an mm-hmm. author. I just like what well, if you want to follow me, and I put this on my website and I put it on my uh, uh, Amazon page everywhere. I'll say, hey, if you want to follow me, you want to hear how my writing's going, tune in, and while you're at it, you're going to hear about this other great author. Yeah. Uh, but please, please buy my book. But you're also mm-hmm. going to hear about these other great authors along the way. And I'll take a few moments to share. Here's how my writing's going. Here's how the new story's happening. Mm-hmm. And recently, I've had a lot of like ups and downs. My wife and I, from my wife and I celebrating 25 years and our cruise to having some tragedy and losing a family member. And then to, I get an email 
from from an author who wanted to be on the show and they've been listening to episodes and following along the way and they're like yeah i'm really i'm excited for this next book and i was really sorry to hear about your loved one and i'm like oh thank you that's that's very touching and to find out that they're listening yeah. and that they've been listening for a while before asking to come on the show mm-hmm. and it's it's really nice it's very sweet to find out that yeah they're not just looking for a platform they're actually tuning in and right. i i really appreciate that yeah, it's 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 an it's really an amazing experience, especially like every now and then because I I have I have my show set up over on Podmatch, and if and if any uh, podcasters that are that are out there, I strongly recommend getting set up with Podmatch because some some amazing people will reach out to you. And I had one one who wanted to be in a guest on the show who said that he heard my episode. He's he's heard a few episodes. He heard the one with with Bethany Alonji, and I was just like. Awesome! Like it, it's it's wild to hear like that that they they connected through hearing a specific episode and mm-hmm. a specific conversation and everything. It was just like okay, that one's that one's a winner. That's awesome. That's I, I was always glad to hear that. Um, and so so say you have like say you hear from someone who is thinking themselves about getting into this wonderful world of podcasting. What, what, what sort of tips do you have for them? What they, if they want to jump into this? Oh boy. Actually, that was a question. I did a panel last year at uh, planet comic-con Kansas city about podcasting. And that was one of the questions that came up. And my answer for that was to find something you're passionate about Mm -hmm. something that, you know, you're, you're ready to have a discussion about because there's, a million podcasts out there that are, oh yeah, me and my buddies, we get together and we talk about it with the latest movie or this happened or whatever. And there's a million of those. And a lot of times they don't make it past you know 30 episodes. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, within a year it's abandoned and it's another one of those shows eating up space. Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes I guess you have to go through that to find what you really want to do. And uh, some people are going to start up and realize this is not for them. So I, that's why I suggest it's, Start with finding something you're passionate about, whether it's writing, whether it's voice acting, whether it's getting in depth of the writing, because other shows that I listen to, they go in deep with the interviews of of authors and they don't sidetrack halfway through and go, all right, well, let's get over to the the reading because, oh my goodness, there's times where I'm like, oh, I don't want this to end. I want to keep talking but let's go do this and and get you over to the reading. So yeah, find that thing that that really gets to you and uh, start just start small. Just have fun with it and learn as you go a little bit. You don't have to sink a bunch of money into it. Make sure it's something that you want to do <clears throat> going forward. And it's going to grow organically, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Passion is passion is what, what drives every, like any sort of business. So if you don't have it for the topic that you're doing, and if you're just yeah. doing it just because it's a popular thing, like, I mean, I have nothing against like true crime podcasts have nothing against you know sure. mystery podcasts but at the same thing like th- at the same time that's not something that i myself am passionate to talk about so mm-hmm. i would contribute nothing to that field and yeah. those who listen on a regular basis would be able to sense that with my delivery so so where can my listeners find you on social media well the show is on twitter uh, facebook and instagram it's just sample chapter podcast very easy to find 
on those. I think Twitter has me backwards as chapter sample. But if you <laughs> but if you search chapter podcast, it's going to come up yeah. uh, for that. And the same thing with my author profiles. And they're on there as well, except for Instagram. I do not have a author profile on there. I just do things through the show and mm-hmm. occasionally we'll post a picture of, hey, I was at this event as both the author and the host. There so, you go. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, I, what it's, what this is all about, what it comes down to is simply passion. You yeah. have to have a passion for what it is that you want to talk about. And if you have that passion, if you're able to get it out there, then guess what? You're not only going to attract the listeners to listen in, to hear what you have to say, but you're also going to attract more guests that are going to want to chime in on what you have to say, maybe challenge you, maybe agree with you, maybe um, allow you to get to know them a little bit more. The possibilities with this field are absolutely endless. And I hope that all of you who are listening throughout this month, throughout all of June, and really just basically any any week that Excelsior Journeys is on, I hope that all of you are able to feel inspired and want to go forward with getting your own passions out there by any means necessary. So for Jason Meiske, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.